Hello again, and welcome to another episode of I Have You Now, the quick and dirty Star Wars pack review podcast. This is your host, John Heath Clark, here and very excited about the newest pack, Draw Their Fire. Let's get right into it. Let's start by talking about this new Sith pod, the Emperor's Sword. It's a two-resource objective. Out of TIE Fighters, this isn't super exciting, because you're not dealing with a ton of expensive units, and you kind of want to drop a bunch of small units every turn. So, I'm not really feeling the, like, blank two-resource objective for TIE Fighters. Maybe I'm wrong. But, this begins the already conversation that Emperor's Sword might just be a Sith pod that doesn't really synergize well with TIE Fighters. But, let's move on. Delta-1 is a pretty decent unit. It's four cost, two black unit, one black objective, three health. It's got shielding and a reaction. After this unit is focused to strike, place one focus token on each participating unpiloted enemy vehicle unit. Now, this is strong, but the problem is it still has to strike. Now, the shielding means that if it's getting hit by a tactics, it's got to be two tactics... So you need something like Yoda or Obi-Wan or a speeder bike or something with at least two tactics to get it before it strikes. So it's okay, but the thing is, you still have to win the edge battle. And and if you don't, like... And you have to be up against unpiloted vehicles, which seems super unlikely right now. Most vehicles these days are going to be piloted. So... It's fine. If it cost three, I would be crazy about it. But at four, it's just a little too expensive. Now, Merrick's Steel is a little bit more exciting. The the relevant part is Pilot 2, Enhanced Unit, deals double damage to exhausted units and objectives. This is pretty cool. Um, I I like it on Delta 1, obviously. It's pretty cool in a TIE TAC Squadron. That's four unit damage if you play the Fate card. Four unit targeted strike damage. So you can kill most things, which is really nice. But again... It, it's. I think it's actually best. The best case scenario is on Executor, because now every time you sacrifice something, you deal two damage. And that's pretty cool. I think he might... This whole objective might slot into a Sith Control deck as a sort of anti-vehicle pod. And that's that's pretty awesome. The next card is one that wouldn't fit into that, though, which is Advanced Concussion Missiles. Enhance a fighter unit you control. Enhanced unit gains a unit damage for each participating enemy unit. Again, the problem is right now... Defensive dark side, you're dealing with a ton of tactics. So the likelihood is if you don't win the edge battle, you're going to get focused down. And for the most part, you're facing one or two attackers, not a bunch. So it's not going to be a ton of extra unit damage. It's not that exciting, especially considering the limited number of units it can be placed on. This next card is the most exciting card in this objective set, and that is the event Hand of the Emperor. It costs one less if the Death Star dial is four or lower. Its ability is, after an enemy unit is declared as an attacker or defender, place one focus token on it. This is the strongest individual tool the Dark Side has seen versus Jedi in this cycle so far. Because attacking with Death Yoda, that's the triple focus token Yoda, you can place a focus token on him and then defend with a bunch of units to kill him. You can... um, do that with just about any unit. You can prevent at least one of Luke's strikes, which is preventing an objective from being destroyed. Hand of the Emperor is pretty solid, and it's even better in the early game. Um, The last thing that points to this being a defensive pod is Heat of Battle. Heat of Battle is really good defensively on the dark side. It's a good way to take out some of those troublesome units. It's a solid pod. This pod is totally whelming. It's, It's not that great. It's not bad. It's not what the dark side needed right now, though. 
it might end up being sexier once we get more cards. But right now, it's like a solid 3 out of 5 for me. This next pod is much more exciting. I'm, of course, talking about Guarding the Wing, the new Imperial Navy pod. Its ability is... Each of your Black Squadron cards gains one resource value. These resources may only be spent on Black Squadron units. Now, what's really exciting about this is not that your Black Squadron TIE Fighters get resources. That's not the super sexy part. What is the super sexy part is that your Black Squadron Pilots and your Black Squadron Enhancements get resources. Now, there's only three Black Squadron Pilots and um, one Black Squadron Enhancement, and there's soon to be more. And what's really great about that is these pilots, like Mauler Mythel, has an ability, so he's good, but it's like not the greatest ability in the world. It's not the strongest. He's almost better just being a pilot than his ability is. So you can use him as a resource. You can use him to play Vader's tie. You can use him to play Backstabber. Um, this is exciting, and this is awesome. If you have two of them out, and you've got Baron Fell on the table... You have elite TIE Fighters who produce two resources each. You will be playing as much of your hand as you want to play every turn. That is going to lead to a huge board presence and a ton of TIE Fighters on the board. Awesome. Alright, the most exciting part of this pod, though, is our friendly DS613, also known as Backstabber, but unfortunately his TIE Fighter is named Backstabber, so we we have to go by DS613, which I hope I'll have memorized in the near future. His relevant text is Pilot 1. During an engagement, pay this card's pilot cost to put it into play from your hand as an enhancement on a participating friendly fighter unit. Reaction. After this card enters play during an engagement, deal 2 damage to a target participating unit. That is really cool. It's like a super heat of battle. You, he's often free if you have any of the Death Star Ready Rooms or Flight Academies on the table. Even if not, he can come out with Stay on Target and deal 2 damage. There's so many ways to bring him out. And once he's out, he's probably got a resource or two if you've got the, in, the objective in play. That's really cool. The other thing is, if you have this next card in play, Elite Pilot Training, he will reduce the cost of the actual backstabber. So let's talk about Elite Pilot Training. It's a two-cost enhancement. Limited. Black Squadron trait, which is important. Reaction. After you play a Black Squadron card, reduce the cost of the next Black Squadron card you play this turn by one. So you can chain your Black Squadron cards. You want to have as many Black Squadron cards in your deck as possible. And this card, with the objective in play, will have a resource or possibly even two on it. It's really strong. It's going to be. It's going to help you get as many cards as you want to play from your hand on the table. The only problem is, right now... We don't really have enough Black Squadron pods to feed this card or the other cards in this objective set yet. We are going to soon. This upset is good right now. This objective set is very strong. But when Vader's pod comes out in the fourth pack, and we get Pilot Vader and Vader's Advanced Tie, I predict this set is going to be bonkers. The fact that you're going to be able to use these little TIE Fighters that are coming up next to pay for Darth Vader if you want to, or to pay for Vader's tie, or who knows what else. It's strong! It's exciting! Um, So the next two cards. The Black Squadron Fighters. Very straightforward. Two cost, one black objective damage, one white unit damage. Vehicle Fighter Black Squadron trait. No text, two health. Very middle of the road. Only good because of that Black Squadron trait and everything this objective set makes that mean. The last card in this pack is Target of Opportunity, which I think... I think TIE Fighter's needed. Just one more free objective damage can make the world for TIE Fighter decks. This is a super offensive pod, really good at blasting through um, enemies. With Backstabber, it's just even better. 
good pod. Very excited. I'm glad this is the direction Navy's going in. We just need one or two more for it to be really, really top tier. Speaking of top tier, of course the new Jedi pod is excellent. It's called The Survivors. Its uh, relevant text is interrupt. When a unique Jedi character unit is dealt damage, prevent one point of that damage, limit once per turn. You know, Jedi characters have been a thing for a while now, since uh, May the Force Be With You came out halfway through the last cycle. There's been some doom and gloom about this objective set, but I'm going to get into a little bit more specifically into why I don't think this set is bad for the game in just a moment. Let's start with the big heavy dude in here, which is Q-Ron. Four cost, a black unit damage, a black objective damage, and a white unit damage, and three health. So for what it's worth, that's not that strong a unit. We've seen many more icons for many less cost in Jedi units before. He's got Protect Character, which is good, and his reaction is, after this unit takes damage using Protect, deal an equal amount of damage to a target enemy objective. Now, this seems pretty bonkers, right? Like, I mean, it might only be three objective damage, but any forecast unit doing even three objective damage in a Jedi deck is, is gonna be great. But here's the thing. Most top-tier Jedi decks right now are not really that characterful. I counted the characters in my deck. There were only, like, eight. Because most of the units in the deck are Jubba Birds, Nobby White Spiders, Speeder Bikes, Moldy Crow. Like, there's only a few. There were, like, only a very, very few characters I actually care about. And... With Q-Ron, I'm replacing probably one of those characters. Maybe I'm replacing the Moldy Crow. But the point is, he's not that aggressive. And he doesn't have that many good targets to keep in play. And for the most part these days, the way that the threats of Luke, Yoda, and such were being dealt with anyway wasn't unit damage. It was direct kill. Capture. Q-Ron doesn't affect any of that. He's still solid, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's like the end of the game as we know it. Sulon Sympathizer's the next card. This guy is really exciting. Two cost, two health, one white objective damage, and a resource. Really simple, but exactly what the Jedi want in a resource character, because what Jedi need is just a little touch more objective damage, and this guy delivers it. He's a resource. I love him. Nothing much more to say about that. Now, what I think the best card in this pot is, is Sheehan Training. Sheehan Training is gross. Enhance a Force User Unit. Interrupt. This is an enhancement, obviously. When Enhanced Unit would be dealt damage, focus this enhancement to deal that damage to another target unit instead. Yikes. Yikes. The first time this unit's dealt damage, deal it to somebody else instead? That's... That's so good. That makes this character essentially unkillable, at least from traditional unit damage. I don't even want to say I like this on Shadow's Luke, because I don't want to throw this enhancement away. I want to keep this on this person forever so that they never, ever, ever die. I really like Xi'an training. Force Rejuvenation is the event in this pod. Two cost, action, discard any number of tokens and enhancements from a target-friendly character unit. That's really cool. I really like Force Rejuvenation. I liked it when it was in Last Minute Rescue, um, but the problem is Last Minute Rescue was such an expensive pod and it ended up not being worth it. This pod's worth running, so Force Rejuvenation is going to finally be played. I really hope we see some more events like this. Events, great events that were in underwhelming pods, finally making a comeback. I'm looking at you, Imperial Suppression in particular. I wouldn't mind seeing another Rebel Assault either. I'm glad to see this here. 
The last card in the pod is Protection, Fate card. Uh, one we haven't seen very much, uh, two pips, place one shield on a target unit or objective. Shields are always useful, but in particular, this this pod already seems to synergize with the Leia, Ferris, Guardians, shenanigans of ages past, and I think Protection is just another tool to set off your asteroid base or your Ferris Olin or what have you, so I approve. These next two objective sets are my favorite in the pack. I love them so, so much. Let's start with Call to Arms, the Rebel Objective. Reaction. After a piloted vehicle unit resolves a strike that destroys an enemy objective, destroy a target enemy unit that is committed to the Force. So in play, what I've seen with this one already is that it creates a really interesting choice. Because often, I'm trying to maximize my damage, right? I'm usually trying to blow up an objective with an unopposed damage if I can get away with it. I found myself, in the last game I played, sending an extra piloted vehicle in for the kill in order to destroy a unit that was committed to the Force. It was it was a really interesting choice, because I was like, do, now I want to maintain my board state, but also, am I wasting a damage? Because I could be doing this damage on another objective. I love that. I love interesting choices. I love stronger ways for the Rebels to disincentivize other factions from taking the Force. Yay for the Call to Arms objective. Grey Squadron Gunner has uh, received some meh reviews from my co-players. Um, it's relevant text is Pilot 1, Enhanced Unit gains a black unit damage for each black objective damage and for each white objective damage it has. Now, what's cool about this is it's using a guy that's normally pretty much only good for dealing objective damage to punch through defenses and get that unopposed. Uh, Rebels have had some problems with getting through, and this is just going to help do that. It's particularly good, of course, on the Gray Squadron Y-Wing, but my favorite target is the Outrider. It is so cool to jump the Outrider in and have him have three unit damage to take out nearly any threat you can think of after that threat has struck. That is awesome, and it makes me really, really happy. Gray Squadron Gunner is good. I like it. Up next is the Gray Squadron Y-Wing. Three cost, two health, two black objective damage, and this unit cannot be affected by events. The Gray Squadron Y-Wing in play has actually left me kind of underwhelmed. Once or twice I've had an issue in a few games where this unit cannot be affected by events did something, but that two health man for three... Man, Rebels, why you gotta have less health than cost? That's It's upsetting. And it's just very vulnerable. Like, it can be taken out by an Emperor's Royal Guard if they win the edge. That's not cool. But it's got two black objective damage. It's it's pretty good. But, but that two health. Advanced Proton Torpedoes, though, are super exciting. Uh, enhanced Unit gains an objective damage for each attacker you control. First of all, on a Rogue Squadron X-Wing with a pilot, that's a destroyed objective if it's unopposed. Because that's, that's four objective damage. If there's a couple attackers, this thing can blow up an objective on its own, practically. The fighters-only restriction might end up being a problem, though. Especially since we know that the next pack is a Rebel Capital Ship pod, and can't be played on the Outrider already in this pack. So, we, we might end up... This might end up only having a few valid targets in some of the better decks. The single most exciting card in this entire pack is Desperation. Desperation is incredible. Three-cost event. Play only if the Death Star dial is eight or higher. Action. Destroy each unit without an enhancement on it. 
So Rebels, biggest problem always. Now, Rebels have always been my baby because they were always sort of seen as the weak faction, the one that needed the most help, at least on the light side. And their biggest problem has always been like a really solid board state. You know, the Emperor, Vader, and like all of these defenders on the opposite side. Desperation wipes that board out. That's really cool. And it does it on your terms at the end of the game. You can do it during their conflict phase. Not only that, as powerful as this card is, what makes me so excited about it is, from a card design standpoint is that it disincentivizes the type of dark side play we've seen so far and incentivizes the new style of pilots on vehicles. That's really cool. It's really cool that they've made a card that's extremely strong against the old guard, but not quite as strong against the new. I love it. It makes me so happy. The last card in this pack is Target of Opportunity. Just like with TIE Fighters, Rebel Fighters really like having just one more objective damage. It can make or break the whole game sometimes. Target's a good card to have, especially when you can have a bunch of them. So the last pod to discuss is the Daring Escape, the new Smuggler pod. It feels weird to discuss this one since we've known about it since last August, but it is actually the one I've had the most fun playing with. Um, the Daring Escape is very straightforward, just a, a two-resource, five-health objective. We've seen it before. It's nice, though, because it's going to let us play some of our bigger stuff faster if we need to. The first card in this pod is the Pilot Lebo. His relevant text is Pilot 2, Reaction, after Enhanced Unit resolves a strike, remove it from the engagement. Um, it's pretty strong, pretty solid. Um, my favorite is to put it on red 2, because you can strike with red 2, remove him from the engagement, then blow up the objective with something else, and then when that happens, you have a fully uh, ready-to-attack red 2 for the next uh, attack. I like it. Um, that's strong. The other thing to note is that he has a tactics icon, and I've actually played him already for that white tactics icon when my vehicles already have pilots. I like having the option to have a white tactics icon or a, or a cool pilot on the board. It's one of the first pilots that I've actually considered and like playing as a unit. But the next card in this pod is a really exciting one. The Outrider. Three cost, three health, black unit, black objective, white objective, damage, action. During an engagement, focus a pilot card attached to this unit to have this unit participate in the engagement on your side. Guys, this guy is game-changing. I already won a game the other night by uh, having a focused outrider on my side of the board. My opponent was swinging with a bunch of ties. Two of them were tie advanced. He was going to blow up the last objective for the game. I focused my, uh, I believe it was, my, I focused my Gray Squadron Gunner to jump the outrider in as a defender. It took, it, after all of the other guys had struck, it took no damage and prevented that final unopposed. Really, really awesome. And that's not even talking about its obvious intended use of jumping it in when you can. Lando in particular is really exciting on the Outrider, as you can, of course, jump the Outrider in after you've won the edge to blank all of your opponent's icons, which is awesome. It's just great. The Outrider is going to be very game-changing. It's very tricky. There's all sorts of cool things that you can do to manipulate the game state with it. I'm really excited to see what more fancy tricks we discover in the coming days. Punch It is cool. It's a zero-cost event. Interrupt. When a friendly vehicle unit is targeted by an enemy card effect, your opponent must choose a different eligible target instead, if able. I like it. Um... In my experience, like, unfortunately, the guy that you want to save will be the only one that's 
that's focused when there's a force lightning, or the only one with two or fewer edge pips when there's a deadly sight. It hasn't been as useful as I had hoped, but I can see it being definitely being a game-changing event when it happens, but I would never hold on to it. I don't think it's a strong enough effect that I would hold on to it and not pitch it into an edge battle or discard it at the beginning of a turn in hopes of finding something that'll truly shift the game state in my favor. Spacer Cantina, I, all of my previous comments on this particular enhancement from the previous episode apply. I really like reducing the fact that it reduces pilots. I really like that it can reduce them to zero. Um, uh, it's a resource, which is always good. It's nice the light side finally has two of them. It's it's really exciting to be able to play Wedge or Lando or, or Lebo or any of them for free. It's good. And now we finally have a second stay on target for the light side. Again, this, this this pod is already great, and it's really wonderful to have another stay on target paired with the Spacer Cantina so that we can get these pilots out cheaply, on our vehicles, easily, during engagements as a surprise, especially with the Outrider, that's huge. Because remember, stay on target doesn't need to be a participating unit. You can stay on target a hobby from your hand or discard pile onto the Outrider and surprise jump it into the engagement. It's all good. I'm so excited for this second pack, what it's meant for the game, and what it means for the future of the game. Huzzah! Well, that's it for the second episode of I Have You Now. I hope my thoughts were uh, useful or entertaining for you at the very least. If you have any questions, comments, criticisms, or helpful advice, I'd love to hear it. I'm still experimenting with the music. If you like it, please let me know. If you hate it, please let me know. Uh, Have a great day. May the Force be with you.